0: Up everybody and welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to Friday. Welcome back to your weekly recap with a little bit of extra flavor this week in terms of scoops. Um, but before we dive into there, I've been working on the book a lot, which actually kind of led me down the path to f- discover the information for what we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, so if you haven't checked out the book yet, you know, you can find that pre-order link down below and, uh, it's coming along. I'm in the editing phase and still wrapping some interviews up and, uh, yeah, it's coming along well, and so what? The, the big news on campus, if you will, or whatever around the block, is Microsoft's Hololens, the next generation. Uh, it was originally supposed to ship in twenty eighteen. Uh, maybe not ship, might not be the word. Uh, definitely be demonstrated in twenty eighteen, and they hit some road bumps. Um, you know, they're building thinner, lighter, better, faster, stronger type mentality here because it is going to be the next generation. Not not too big of a surprise there. But unlike adding additional capacity to a battery. Um, Bending light for field of view is significantly harder. Uh, And then they're also doing some localized AI, I'm being told, and that's been a challenge as well. Getting it all in the headset, getting it all with good battery life. And so things got pushed back, and currently right now they're looking at a Q2 2019 um, party for this thing. And so I don't know if they'll show it off earlier. I could imagine that they, I mean, if they're truly shipping it in Q2 of 2019, I could see them possibly showing it off at build. Um, but we will see, we will see, but that's kind of, that's the roadmap for that hardware, codename Cindy, Sydney, not Cindy, Sydney, and, uh, it's still chugging along, and I I don't think this delay really hurts them in any capacity, their biggest competitor released right now is Magic Leap, and Magic Leap, what they're shipping is a very similar version, like, field of view-wise, to the first gen HoloLens, and so... Um, I think Microsoft is fine. I don't think this is going to hurt them. I think they're taking their time, which I think is the absolute right approach. They're not shoving this out the door because Google doesn't have anything out um, and Apple doesn't either. Granted, they're both likely working on them. Actually, not even likely. We know that they're working on them, but uh, Microsoft is the only one shipping a product. And so they've got the enterprise play and things are going fine. And um, I don't think pushing it back until it's absolutely perfect is going to hurt them in any capacity. And so, just keep, you know, keep your eyes open for something like that. Uh, Speaking of keeping your eyes open this week, so The Verge uh, went up to Intel's campus this week, and they were showing off um, some prototype hardware, and I've got, I screen capped a couple images here, and I want to show you guys something. See this thing? Does that look familiar? Does that look familiar from Microsoft's patents and all that stuff? these two things, I can tell you with absolute certainty that Microsoft is working on something like this. Uh, Very clearly based on this information, looks like Intel was the one who kind of prototyped some of the early stages, which is what they do. They come up with the rough hardware and concept and build some of the underlying tech that's needed. And then they give it to OEM partners to polish it off. And Microsoft is taking this very seriously and it would not surprise me to see this show up in 2019. Um, I've heard that from a couple people now. And so, you know, just take a look at this stuff and think about how Microsoft could surfacefy it, if you will, because it is, um, yeah, they are—they're working on something like this. So just keep that in mind and keep your eyes and ears open. And so something else I wrote this week, which got a lot more traction. I don't know. I just kind of just. Conjured it, not conjured it up, been thinking about it for a while, but um, the thing that's going to save Windows, people keep asking me this, is the thing that's going to save Windows is everything but Windows. Microsoft has moved from a mentality of where Windows was the entire wheel, it's everything you needed in life. And now they're moving into this model where the Windows is just the hub of the spokes of the wheel. What I mean by that is they're now building it out. So everything connects into Windows, including Linux. There's a subsystem for Linux. They now have some great connections to Android with your, your phone. Uh, I expect them to expand that with uh, iOS as well. Now that iOS has shortcuts, shortcuts are an easy way for Microsoft to expand the functionality of your phone and tie it into Windows. There's already some ways that people have conjured up to copy and paste things across Windows and iOS through shortcuts. And so Microsoft is moving to this model where everything just plugs into into windows and it's just this open central hub to all everything that you have, every piece of software that you use. And I think that's going to save windows. And what I mean by that is everything but windows is going to save windows because it will become the glue that keeps everything working and held together. Um, it's just become pretty apparent. I think on the security side, we're going to see Microsoft expand their presence on the security side to include natively iOS and Android into their suites. Currently, they believe, I believe they use uh, third parties that tie into their Defender platform. I expect to see them move first party into that because for Microsoft, the security graph is bigger than Windows these days. It needs to include Linux, it needs to include Android, it needs to include iOS uh, to get the complete picture. And so the only way they can do that is if they expand their footprint, same with macOS. And so again, Windows will be the central hub that ties everything together, but it's tentacles or spokes, if you will, will reach onto other platforms. And so it's going to be interesting to watch. And if you kind of just pay attention to what Microsoft's doing, they not open source, but they contributed 60,000 patents to defend Linux and court if needed. And they bought GitHub and uh, they're including the subsystem for Linux and all the different varieties. And Microsoft said that over 50%, or I think they said of about 50. I think it's actually over 50% of the VMs running in Azure are now based on Linux. And so you can kind of see how this model will actually help uh, be good for Windows. And so there you go. Other things announced this week, which this one kind of came out of left field, to be honest, a little bit. So Samsung announced the Galaxy Book 2. Book 2, and I got a picture of that for you here. And if it looks familiar, it absolutely should because it looks exactly like a Surface Pro. But this is the Book 2, and it's actually running a snap, a Snapdragon 850 processor under the hood, Uh, 4 gigs of RAM, I believe, 128 gigs of storage. It comes with the S Pen that you see there, and it also comes with that type cover-esque cover. I don't know what Samsung officially calls it, but it's their keyboard. All included in the box for the low, low, low price of $1,000. And that might be the sticking point here. Clearly, they're trying to position this as a premium device. The problem is, is that a Core i5 Surface Pro 6... Also cost $1,000 dollars. Actually it's 8.99, but if you need a keyboard, it's roughly a 100 bucks if you already have one, so you could you could use your old Gen stuff. But anyways, Surface Pro 6 entry level with a keyboard is roughly a thousand bucks and this thing is a thousand bucks. It does include LTE capability and it will be sold at 18T Sprint, Verizon stores. I'm not sure about international availability. The things that matter though with this are very clearly and easily defined the performance. Um, That was the biggest dog of Snapdragon 835 with the first gen Windows on ARM devices. So it'll be curious to see if this 850 makes a difference in the performance arena. But the thing is, it can't just be good. It has to be like really good uh, because you're going up against an Intel Core i5. And if it's not as good as that, then why would you spend the thousand dollars on it? And so, uh, I wish Samsung the best. I'm happy to see that there are more PCs coming out in this lineup. Mostly because Windows on ARM needs to succeed for Microsoft. Uh, It's good for everybody. If Intel has solid competition, uh, it's good for Qualcomm. It's basically good for everybody but Intel at the end of the day. So you can go check that thing out. I believe it's availability early November. And so there you go. Um, Google this week revealed how it's going to pay its $5 billion fine to the EU. If you don't remember that, Google got nailed for basically uncompetitive practices of bundling certain Android uh, or Google features with Android because Android is supposed to be free, but it's not really free because you have to pay for licensing for the store, and now you have to pay for licensing for the store for Search and Chrome. And so what Google is going to do is if you're in the EU, they're going to charge a bigger licensing fee for android and basically just make things more expensive which is going to pay for their five billion dollar fine to the eu it's a little bit of uh, well intentioned but it's not going to change anything nobody's going to spin up their own android store and then try to recruit all the apps for it and then try to basically pitch it to um these these vendors or carriers in the europe in Europe because who's going to buy a Samsung Galaxy S nine or note nine or whatever that doesn't come with the Google play. It comes with Samsung store and then you have to deal with all that crap because then it's not going to have Google maps and it's not going to have all that other stuff. Um, potentially you could work around that with things like PWAs, but it, it's well intentioned, but I think it completely failed on execution from the EU on what they were trying to accomplish with this. Um, I think they were hoping for like a browser ballot thing like they did with internet Explorer, but, this is not i don't think it'll work that way other big announcements this week it was a pretty big event pretty big a week actually uh, full photoshop is coming to the ipad that is uh, that's that's big um that's really big i think it's going to convert a lot of people potentially who are using mac os right now but what i really think it signals is how apple will eventually get ios up to the big screen meaning on a laptop and potentially a desktop rather than mac os And so that will be interesting to watch, but that is coming and you'd have to expect that the full Adobe suite is eventually coming to iOS here in the near future. Uh, Microsoft is also finally testing, I always do this backwards. Uh, Mouse and keyboard support for this bad boy, well, Xbox One, not necessarily just the Xbox One X, but Xbox One, they are definitely doing that. And so, it's going to be up to the developer to enable it. I hope that PUBG does not, or any first-person shooter, because anybody using their mouse and keyboard will totally destroy someone with a controller. Um, There's no real argument about that. And so, if you haven't checked it out this week, it's up on the channel. This is the matte black um, Surface Pro 6. Whoa, just banged the desk there with my elbow. So this is the Surface Pro 6. Obviously, it is everything you know and love about a Surface Pro, um, but in black. And uh, it's a good black. You can see, though, that there are fingerprints. It does get a little smudgy. It's not terrible, though. I will tell you that it's not. There's definitely devices that are worse, specifically like the Dell XPS 13 that used to have that carbon fiber deck lid. Actually, I think it still does. That thing was a fingerprint magnet. This isn't quite as bad as that. Uh, fingerprints do show up more than the this version of the Surface Pro, this is the this is a Surface Pro 5, um, you can see fingerprints don't really show up here. They definitely do show up on the black, so keep one of these guys handy, which is going to help you keep that smudge free. Um, if you haven't watched the review real quick, it's, it's a good machine, Core i7, fans rarely spin up unless you're really taxing the machine. Um, if you like the Surface Pro, you're going to love a Surface Pro 6, that's basically it. If you don't like the Surface Pro, you're not going to like a Surface Pro 6. And so there you go. There you go. I'm just plowing through this week. Forgot to do a question thread because I have been editing the book like crazy. I'm. It's going to go out in about a month, uh, give or take, and so I need to get it all polished up and sent over to editing and all that good stuff. And so I've been. I forgot to. I, I forgot to put up the question thread. But uh, anyways, ending on this, uh, Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, passed away this week. He lost his battle to cancer, which had been a reoccurring um, issue in his life. And uh, he, there's there's no doubt that my career would not be here if it were not for him. Um, Microsoft wouldn't exist without him, Bill Gates is quoted as saying. And so we wish him and his family the best during these troubling times. And uh, for everybody else who's still above ground, keep staying above ground. And we'll catch you right back here next week, guys. Have yourselves a wonderful week.